Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. It is Friday, the 29th of June, 2018, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Costa Rica, where the crickets are chirping very sweetly. So, what's going on? What we'd like to do here is discuss the astrology of the week, how the energy is flowing, what we need to do with it, how we can best use it for our abilities, and to move us, move us ahead even when things are going retrograde. And as you know, if you've been listening, Mars went retrograde on Tuesday. And I actually found the energy to be very powerful. Um, but I'm a Mars and Aquarius person, and it retrograded right on my Mars. So I would say that this was a very powerful time. And if you have thoughts about what happened to you on Tuesday, there may be something very important that you need to pay attention to that may have enlightened you to things that are going to be uh, coming forward for you during this Mars retrograde. Now, it's going to be an interesting few months ahead because we do have Mars staying retrograde till the end of August. And then you know, during this time, it's going to be with the South Node and with Uranus. So we, we do have a lot of activity with other planets touching Mars. But what's happening right now is that we just had a full moon on the 28th yesterday. And that was in early Capricorn with six degrees Capricorn. Now, what does that mean? It means, first of all, that the sun is in Cancer, as we know, because we had the solstice last week. And then the moon is full because it's opposite the sun and that would be the moon is in Capricorn. But the moon was not alone in Capricorn. The moon was with Saturn in Capricorn. So this is a very interesting full moon because on some level, you know, you're finishing something up, but on another level, we're beginning something because this full moon opened the eclipse period. And We've got a bunch of eclipses coming, but what I say, what I mean when I say it opened the period, when we have an eclipse, the first eclipse is July 12th, but the lunation, either full or new moon, before that eclipse is when the eclipse period officially starts. The eclipse period doesn't officially end until two weeks or so after the last eclipse, which is the following lunation after the last eclipse. So it's, the eclipses are always bracketed by other lunations. And those lunations are the ones that sort of introduce, you know, open the curtain, and then at the end, close the curtain. So we're still feeling the eclipse and even after they're finished, you know, for another two weeks, it takes another little while there for the energy to settle down and for us to sort of shake off those eclipses. And this full moon is interesting because it is, it was Cancer Capricorn with Saturn. So Saturn usually indicates something is being finished or something is being completed or something is being uh, curbed or structured differently. And it's possible that that is was happening for a lot of people this week. But I really felt like this was 
something that was beginning. We're really beginning. We're starting to get the rock and roll of the eclipse season. So that's part of it. Meantime, after the moon was with Saturn, it then went to Pluto very early this morning. And so the moon was kind of besieged for a while there because <clears throat> it was moving between Saturn and Pluto. And if you remember back in April or so, we had, uh, back in April, we had Mars going between Saturn and then Pluto when Mars was kind of hemmed in, besieged by the outer planets there. So it may have reminded you a little bit of what you were experiencing in April because that moon followed that path between Saturn and Pluto. And that just finished this morning. So the moon kind of popped out after Pluto and went void right as it made that conjunction to Pluto. So the moon was in Capricorn, very practical place for the moon. And then it made a conjunction to Pluto and then it went void, meaning it was making no other significant aspects. So the moon has been void all day. Um, you don't know what you're going to get on a void moon. You know, it's a good day to do the laundry. <laughs> it's a good day to do your paperwork. And I have had numerous interesting experiences that began on a void moon. And um, like, for example, I, when I first set foot in Costa Rica, I came, the plane landed and it was a void moon. So, you know, I thought I was coming for a vacation and I wasn't, I was coming to change my life. So that being said, the moon has been void all day. It's going to go into Aquarius at about 12.37 a.m. tomorrow morning, New York time. So that's in about an hour or so for New Yorkers or East Coast people. And what's going to happen then is the moon is going to move from, you know, its place in Aquarius and it's going to square Uranus um, tomorrow. And it's going to, you know, the moon in Aquarius is going to, it's going to be very early in the morning. So that's its own planet, Uranus. And so when it makes that square, and it's going to be kind of involved a little bit in sort of a preliminary experience of the eclipse. So we just had the sun and the moon opposite being the full moon opening the eclipse period, and then the moon is going to move into Aquarius, and it's going to conjunct the south node tomorrow the 30th. It's going to conjunct Mars tomorrow the 30th, and in the middle of that, it's going to, earlier in the day, it will first square Uranus, as I mentioned. So it's going to do all of this during the eclipse on the 27th of July. So since things are already starting to heat up, we are already starting to feel whatever those eclipses are going to bring. So pay attention on Saturday the 30th because this is really a little bit of a taste of what's to come. Now, we're dealing with Aquarius energy. We're dealing with Uranus. We're dealing with the South Node in Aquarius. We're dealing with Mars in Aquarius. And this is highly ideological. So... There may be things that happen as we experience this Mars and Aquarius and we experience the South Node with it and, and the eclipses and all, and, and we're getting a taste of Mercury in, in Leo now 
opposing all of this. Um, also, Mercury's entered Leo and Mercury is going to be opposing Uranus while the moon is squaring Uranus. So this is, we've got a, we got a nice little T-square happening tomorrow. And think about, okay, Mercury is an analytical planet. It does not rule Aquarius, but, you know, it is going to be with the North Node. You know, we've got, we've got Mercury going to the North Node while the Moon is going to be with the South Node. So it is going to give us a little bit of a taste of the eclipse. As I was starting to say, Aquarius is an ideological sign. It is the collective. It belongs to the group. And um, what happens when we get involved in Aquarius energy is our ideals may shift. They may change. They may become different than those around us. So our priorities start to shift and change. Now, ideologically speaking, we all hold things dear to ourselves, you know, our ideas or what we believe or and not even belief systems, but, but the way we want our society to be. And Aquarius is very much about cultural society and groups and communities and mobs <laughs> you want to call the the darker realms of aquarius is the mob like the lynch mob um and so when we start to have aspects like i just described challenging those ideals we start to recognize where we might be coming away from those ideals where we might feel that things are different than we wanted them to be in our country in the communities we belong to maybe in our like neighborhood community depending on where aquarius is in your chart so perhaps it's your country you're thinking about maybe it's your condo association you're thinking about maybe it's your book club maybe it's your astrology group <laughs> and all of these things could very well be playing into this Aquarius energy for you. Like I said, depending on where Aquarius is in your chart in the respect that you may start to branch out and break off from these ideals that were shared by the group, no matter how much you think you don't have those undercurrent or those unconscious uh, leanings in certain ways, you do. Each and every one of us has contributed to the collective on an unconscious level. And Aquarius more or less belongs to the collective in many ways. It belongs to the world. And we need to recognize where we unconsciously, and I stress unconsciously, have participated in creating sort of the, the cultural vibe or the, the, collective unconscious vibe because Aquarius and Pisces really rule that. So if you were sniffing something out years ago and it was like your astrology group, for example, because Aquarius rules astrology and you really were digging that participation in there and you helped to build something there. Maybe you built something really good within your group. Maybe now you're seeing that the tides have changed and shifted and moved and you just aren't as committed as you once were. Maybe you want to be more committed than you were. Mars in Aquarius is fighting for an ideal. 
maybe what has to happen is that you've got to go in there and review and revise and revamp what was done before or reignite a, f um, a fight that you had started a couple of years ago or last year or whenever. Now, Mars is not, the, Mars retrograde is not the time to initiate a fight, but if you had already started something and you already started and it got kind of dropped or, or pushed aside, now might be the time to reignite that. So there are certain ideals we all hold. There are ways we want to see the world. Aquarius is, has utopian ideals. Aquarians want to see humanity taken care of. They want to see the best come out of humanity. Sometimes Aquarians can have very narrow ideas because they are a fixed sign and their ideas can be very much about their own perspective or opinion without really taking other things, the group, the community into consideration. It can work both ways. So look at where you might have participated in creating some group or creating a situation or a community and let's look at it from maybe a little bit of a different perspective. We're being shown something different about our group. We're being, we're kind of going back and maybe understanding the reasons why we did this. We joined this group. We became part of the community. And with Mercury squaring Uranus tomorrow, the 30th, it's sometimes a, a really wonderful epiphany. It's a wonderful intuition. It's an insight. It's an opening of a brilliant idea. You know, Mercury trying Uranus is lovely too, but when you really want to have an intellectual breakthrough or creative breakthrough because Mercury is in Leo, and Uranus is in Taurus. This is all very creative energy. To have a creative breakthrough could be really significant during the Mercury square Uranus. And it's so important to recognize that and work with your, your sort of your uh, challenges in the creative realm. And you might be like running up against a little bit of a brick wall, but you got to push on through that. Okay. So that's part of it. Um, then there's the moon, like I said, touching the south node, touching Mars, sort of giving us, ringing our chimes a little bit, letting us know what's ahead with eclipses and stuff. So that's part of it too. In the meantime, on July 1st, if you can believe it's July already, Venus is going to decile Uranus, which is more creative energy and really quite profound creative energy. It's not a directly comfortable creative energy, but it really is uh, a nice pattern. It, it really does open things, especially since Venus is also going to be talking to Pluto in an inconjunct. And so Venus is in that Uranus-Pluto vibe. And so this is profoundly creative and it's really kind of working your creativity in a different way. So spend time with yourself in these next few days over the weekend and really sit with the energy and see and feel and get a sense, an intuitive sense of where things are moving for you and what this all means. Because, you know, Venus is creative. We got to use these eclipses and all this Mars retrograde and this energy creatively. We can't just sort of be swayed by 
how it's affecting us and emotionally especially we have to try to take a step back and look at how we can use this energy creatively so i advise you to sort of sit with the energy this weekend and acknowledge where you want to change things and where you might have participated in things and what's shifting what's growing what's changing that's all really important right now because it's going to help prepare you for the eclipses you don't want to pull one of those full speed ahead things right now and feel like you're going to get walls up in front of you because it doesn't with all the retrogrades happening that we have right now it just doesn't work that way you have to kind of step back and go backwards a little bit, especially since Mars is retrograde, which it only happens like once every two years. So it really is an important time to step back, reevaluate, reconnect, and you know, see where what the energy says to, to do with that energy. And you know, there have been epiphanies this week. I know people who had major epiphanies this week and powerful breakthroughs, and we need to continue to have them. That's one of the benefits of sort of reflection is when a time like this, how we best use our energy to reflect and to move our, shift our consciousness and say, hey, you know, wow, I can, I can have a real breakthrough that's, that's perfectly fine, even though we've got a lot of retrograde in the sky. Moving right along, um, Mercury is very busy in the next few days. So it's, it's following the path that Venus did a couple of weeks ago. Venus started uh, moving through Leo and now Mercury is sort of not so far behind. Mercury's moving pretty quickly and it's doing similar things. It's going to touch the nodes on the 3rd of July, which is next Tuesday. And it's really going to give uh, a little perspective on, you know, the intellectual side of these the eclipses and where we're going and the direction we're going in. Remember, the North Node is in Leo. So we are being creative. We are moving in a creative direction. We are not trying to overanalyze anything right now. We've got to go with creative flow right now. Venus is busy. Mercury's busy. We have to, and they're both in Leo, and we really do need to pay attention to that creative fire, the passionate energy. We can't just get stuck in the past. Eclipses get us out of our comfort zone. Um, Mars on the south node, I've had lots of experiences where people are need to go forward and ask for things or be dynamic in some way. And with Mars being retrograde on the, and close to the south node, people are shy about it. They don't want to go, they don't want to go ask for things. They don't want to go uh, assert themselves. But sometimes it it doesn't mean you shouldn't assert yourself. It just means that you have to get up the, the courage and go within and find the courage in a way that you haven't before. So if you are not finding yourself courageous right now, remember, Leo is the courageous one. Remember, remember the lion in the Wizard of Oz <laughs> looking for his courage. And it's interesting because courage can come in many forms, but we're, we've got to go forward with courage, even though Mars is moving backwards. We have to understand our courage, understand our power, connect with our courage and our confidence. And this, you know, it's a funny thing. You would think that during a Mars retrograde, that doesn't happen. It happens more than ever because Mars is closer to the earth then. And we have a chance to really spend time learning who we are in, in a courageous sense. And it, even though Mars is opposing Leo, it's in Aquarius, it's, 
really encouraging us to move our energy out into that passionate direction and have faith, absolutely have faith. So moving right along, we also have a very lovely sun trine Jupiter, which doesn't happen except maybe twice a year, on July 5th. And that's a very lovely, powerful time to do something forward reaching, forward moving. And it's, it's also, you know, people are on vacation in the United States. It's 4th of July. People are enjoying themselves. The, the Jupiter and the sun together is very fortunate to have a good time and assures a good time by all. And the same day on the 5th, Mercury is going to be opposite Mars. So we're really going to see Mercury opposite Mars and be careful that day because it could be a little combative. Remember, we're coming off Mercury squaring Uranus. We're looking at Mercury wanting to move forward and, and talk about like passion and creative ideas. And Mars is saying, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe you want to move forward on a project and you've got a colleague or a partner who doesn't really want to do that. Um, that's okay. Work it out. Do not start a fight. Do not have a grudge. It's not going to work out that way. What you want to do is just see where the differences are because an opposition shows us where the differences are. And oppositions are important because we have to see other people's perspectives. So, you know, this is something important to, to look at. Um, in the meantime, during the, the course of the weekend also, we're going to see um, some aspects from the moon to Neptune. Then we're going to see also the moon trining the sun on the third. We're going to see the moon conjunct Neptune on the third as well. This is all really good for intuitive work. This is all really good, once again, for sitting with the energy. It's all really good for moving, moving the energy, shifting consciousness. Don't allow yourself to feel stuck just because retrogrades are happening. They, they are still moving. They are just moving in a way that appears to be backwards. We still are all moving and we still need to work with the energy that's giving us. Now, the 30th, the moon is in Aquarius, as we said. On the 1st of July, the moon's in Aquarius all day until 7 p.m. Eastern time and then it goes void. So it's going to go void on Sunday and then be void half a Monday till 1.30 in the afternoon on Monday when it goes into Pisces. So the last aspect the moon makes on Sunday the 1st is opposite Venus. So that's actually a lovely way to end the moon cycle in Aquarius before it goes void. And it should be a very, really pleasant void. But really, when the moon goes into Pisces, there's, you know, it's not till 1.30 in the afternoon. So don't worry about getting things done, you know, Monday morning. Just, just do what you need to do. And if you can't reach out to someone and get what you need to accomplish, it's fine. Just, just keep moving. Pisces is a sleepy sign anyway for the moon. And since it's the United States uh, holiday, I bet people in the U.S. are all taking off for the first few days of the week because Wednesday is the holiday and it's always a weird time when Independence Day falls on a Wednesday. And <laughs> so Monday and Tuesday, it's all going to be about sleeping, vacationing, relaxing. Nobody's head is going to be on straight on Monday and Tuesday in the U.S. 
Um, if you're going to try to get something out of one of your employees or colleagues, good luck with that. Just be patient with people and know that they're like really mentally on vacation. There's more energy definitely on Thursday when we have the sun trying Jupiter and the Mercury opposite Mars. But just know that, you know, nobody's going to be doing anything, especially Wednesday, the moon is void all day from 546 a.m. until 1 a.m. on Thursday. So that's it. Go to a barbecue. Have a good time. Don't worry about it. And enjoy this. Enjoy this because things are going to heat up for sure the following week when we have that eclipse and new moon on the 12th. And we'll talk more about that next time. But in the meantime, enjoy these few days. They are relaxing. They are intuitive. They are creative. So this is a week to try to stir up your creativity. If you can relax these next days and allow the creativity to flow and allow the insights and intuition to flow, this is going to benefit you tremendously over these next weeks and month as we go through these eclipses, which are pretty hot. So on that note, I say thank you for listening. Uh, this is Deb McBride. My website is debmcbride.com. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Deb Astrology. You can email me with questions or if you would like an astrology session, deb at debmcbride.com. And I do one minute videos on Instagram and Instagram just in, just started Instagram TV, IGTV. And I'm going to be looking into doing longer videos on Instagram um, because they're allowing you to do that now. So there are short videos about astrology, give you the aspect of the day in a nutshell. And if you want to contact me again, it's Deb at DebMcBride.com. I wish you a pleasant week and I will see you next week when we'll start really talking about the eclipses. Take care.